Hey everybody, we're in a hot car for a hot talk. Now we're just in a we're in a car that's not moving. So hopefully this sounds better than a normal from a car type episode. But I guess we'll find out. Also, I may perish from the heat, but you know, whatever. Am I the only one who gets a lot? Ooh, I just saw a kid wipe out on his skateboard, but not severely. He looks okay. He looks embarrassed. Um, that's the good kind of wipeout. Sometimes I watch like, uh, you know, fail type videos where, okay, there's a couple kind of fail videos that I don't need any more of. One is wiping out on a skateboard. Because, I mean, unless something spectacular happens, it's a little bit like, I don't know, I've, I think I've seen most of the flavors of wiping out on a skateboard that exist. You know, if, if someone made a, a loop and is going to try and do a vertical or, hey, even a horizontal loop on a skateboard, okay, I'm in. If someone is, like, skating down the steep roof of a building that meets the ground somehow and, you know, if, if someone's doing something outrageous on a skateboard, if someone, here's how you know, if someone's doing something on a skateboard, that I would watch them do not on a skateboard. Okay, I'm in. Right? I would watch someone just try to run down a very steep roof or try and run run a loop-the-loop. Has anyone ever done that successfully? Just on foot, like, running as fast as they can? This would be a great use of Usain Bolt's skills. Although maybe he wouldn't be suited for it because he's pretty tall. So maybe maybe a compact, maybe a Justin Gatlin's a better sprinter. I would like to um, propose that science allow something for like sprinters and things like that, which is like, what if what if we did allow for, you know, like sprinters to volunteer to basically be like, what if we gave you a bunch of steroids and stuff and we kind of see what happens? Because I do want to see what happens. We'll closely control it. We'll give you steroids. We'll give you we'll let you blood dope. We'll do all the things. Basically, we're going to try and maximize human performance here and see if doing so will allow you to, like, what what is the boundary of human performance when altered by chemicals and whatnot? Because, you know, I think, okay, first of all, it's, like, impossible to compare records from, like, the 1920s. As discussed in a bonus episode of this show, it's like, well, marathon runners in the fucking 20s or something would be running with, you know, no water, no real training to speak of, no experience, uh, sometimes being fed strychnine, like literal rat poison. I mean, so, you know, it, to compare that to somebody who today has even basic information about human health, I mean, has taken a health class and is like, hmm, okay, so shouldn't, shouldn't search under the... St- sink in the cabinet under the sink for a performance enhancing substance you know that's that's like a pretty basic concept okay so anyway i don't know i feel like if somebody maybe they could be evaluated like is this person sane and if the answer is yes they're basically sane then we could say all right so what if what if we did allow them to just sort of like i don't know try some shit
That was a skateboard. Guy in a skateboard went by. Skateboards seem like a a college campus thing. It's like I th- I think I see fewer skateboards anywhere in the world than on a college campus. I don't know. I can I could draw a couple conclusions. One is that people just skateboard on campus because it seems like convenient transportation. Which maybe it is. I mean, I tried it in college as sort of transportation. I wouldn't say it worked. But I wouldn't say I was using it as transportation so much as like it was made it less boring. <laughs> maybe. Um, the other one is maybe a lot of skateboarders go to college. Maybe that's like the skateboard lifestyle. I do think it's interesting that it's like skateboarding is sort of this like gutter punk activity. But I, when I was a kid, I had to buy a skateboard at Target because, well, a kid, a high school kid or college kid. Because like a real skateboard was like a hundred dollars for the deck. And then you buy the trucks separately and the wheels and you maybe even the wheel bearings all separately. You could easily spend $200 on a, getting a skateboard going. And I was like, you know, I don't think I have $200 to spend on something that I just, I probably won't even use that long. And it turned out I didn't. I don't even know how much a longboard costs, but I bet it's a lot. Anyway. Yeah, they should allow for some some human performance enhancement, I think. See what's going on. So I, I don't need skateboard fail videos. And I'll put in that exact same category. Um, bicycle slash motorbike stuff. Um, just, you know, seeing people like fall off of a bike. Or like, especially it's like, okay, this dude's trying to jump down a giant staircase. There's basically two possible outcomes, which is he makes it. And it's kind of amazing, but it's really not that impressive to watch. Which is why I think these sports are probably kind of dumb. Or maybe why these sports have been negatively impacted by the omnipresence of, like, video online and stuff like that. Because it's like, okay, you know, back in the day, you would, like, get from a magazine, like, a skateboard video, right? And you'd, like, watch a guy go down a huge flight of stairs and then at some point somebody came up with like a you know blooper reel idea and it's like okay we're gonna show all the crashes too because people love watching that shit and so you would only see this stuff if you had this video and you'd only kind of see the cream of the crop as far as that goes but now it's like you could see it all the time so it it almost seems like everybody at some point in their life could just grind a rail down a huge staircase (laughs) I mean, it doesn't seem as special because I guess back when you'd be like, I mean, I've never personally met a guy who could do that. So that's pretty cool. But now you're like, I've never personally met a guy who could do it, but I've seen it done many times. So I don't know, the risk reward ratio has changed. I guess if you just personally love it and want to do it, it's still pretty good. But other than that. I wonder if anyone's ever going to start longboarding with a cane and, like, uh, use it like a rowboat, basically. It's like, well, I'm not so good at pushing with my legs, but I can just kind of push along the sidewalk with my arms. So anyway, yeah, uh, I guess everyone who's listening to this who posts those kind of videos, not, not really interested. 
not really interested because the only outcomes are they make it and it's it's cool, but it's really not as cool as it should be. Or they don't make it and they fall and I don't know, sometimes like those fall, it just like makes my legs hurt just watching it. I now am old enough of an old man to understand what people mean when they're like, you know, watch when I would jump down a flight of stairs and they'd be like, oh, just watching that makes my knees hurt. And I'm like, oh, that literally happens now. That's weird. Um, so I've experienced some trash culture that I'm very excited to talk to friend of the show Wilma about someday because, uh, I've watched a couple dating shows now. I watched a season of The Bachelor and, uh, that was pretty amazing in some ways. I mean, what's amazing about The Bachelor, I guess, you know, and this is okay. Understand that this is from the perspective of someone who really hasn't watched any dating shows. I mean, maybe I watched, like, Singled Out in the 90s, which was, like, kind of a funny show where it's a game show and there'd be, like, a dude, and then there'd be, like, a hundred women, and then it would be, like, okay, do you like chocolate or vanilla ice cream? And it's, like, if you answered chocolate and that was the correct answer, then you would be in the game still, and if you answered the wrong answer, then you would be out, right? So they whittle it down to like 20 and then, you know, four or three and then uh, it gets more personal. And basically it's like, let's take a hundred people, turn it into one person that you go on a date with, which is, it's kind of, it's kind of silly, but it's like the dating game or something. But also when you think about it, singled out is a little bit like, well, I guess that's maybe as good of odds as like a dating app or something. And this was before online dating was really a thing so yeah what the hell right but then the bachelor is a little weird because i believe okay the way it's presented on the show i think you sign up for the bachelor before you actually know who the bachelor is so it's like i don't know i don't know if anyone is like oh this is the bachelor peace out (laughs) see you later um but what what I find sort of amazing about The Bachelor is, like, the contestants on The Bachelor really do seem to present it as though they're very, like, into this dude. And it's very important, and it's, like, seriously romantic. It's not like a, uh, oh, this is kind of a lark or something. It's like, no, no. They are in this for long-term romantic love that will last the rest of their lives. You know, and they're crying about things and doing, you know, they're, they're very invested in this relationship, this hypothetical relationship, but I don't know. It's weird. And then also they'll get, you know, jealous at times because it's like, oh, I just hate seeing him with these other women. And you're like, but this is precisely what you signed up for. Also, you've never really experienced this guy as not being with other women as being exclusive to you. So I don't know I don't know how painful an experience you can really claim that is. But you know, it's probably all pumped up, I'm sure. I've heard they've given them a lot of booze. Um but then last night we watched well we finished watching I think it's called Flavor of Love. Maybe Flava of Love, because it's Flavor Flav Flava Flav. Um 
basically a dating show where Flava Flav tries to find love. And uh, this is, I mean, obviously a hilarious concept, right? I guess I, I don't really know a lot about Flava Flav, but he doesn't seem to be a guy of like tremendous substance. Let's put it that way. Um, maybe he is like, maybe he's, I don't know. Like maybe he's pumped up for the show the way like they, I'm sure some of the contestants pump up themselves, you know, their personality is different. Pumped up personality. There's a song I haven't heard in forever. Uh, but so maybe they're like pumped up and different. So maybe he's the same way. Like maybe he is like a, uh, I don't know, a nice, thoughtful dude or something. I guess it's entirely possible. But that certainly is not, uh, how he presents himself on the show. And certainly not how I'm sure the creators of the show imagined it. But what's really amazing is the uh, contestants on the show. I mean, it just seems like they're crazy. And, you know, there's always like, okay, watching these shows, you can always pick out a couple people who are... seems like there's probably a couple who are always there just because they're like kind of a lark. You know what I mean? Like have no intention of ending up with The Bachelor slash Flavor Flav or whatever. Um, it's just, they're just there. I guess it's like, you know, basically a vacation. And like, I kind of see it on The Bachelor too, because like, Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love, seems like you're probably going to end up, there's a good chance, at the very least, you will be mildly fondled by Flavor Flav. Like, that seems to be the price of entry. Whereas, like, The Bachelor, I think if you get out fairly early in the process, I mean, you might have to be in a bikini on national national TV, but you're not going to get fondled by some guy. Um, you probably don't even really have to make out with a guy if you don't want to. Especially if you're just like, you know, I have no intention of winning this. So I can kind of see it, but for Flavor of Love, that seems a little less likely. Um, also, it seems like there's a subset of people who ostensibly have some kind of quote-unquote career that they're trying to um, enhance by being on these shows, which I can't imagine has worked for a lot of people. It seems like maybe it works out for uh, some of the biggest personalities, which are usually the worst people. Um, on these shows, maybe they like turn it into something, but it mostly doesn't seem to work out. I mean, I'm guessing this is true of all reality. You know, you go and you try out to be on a cooking show and you're like, I really don't know a lot about cooking, but hopefully my force of personality and my message or I don't know, my business, whatever will shine through and people will be like, all right, let's get this guy to do stuff. But I also wonder if the editors of the show and stuff or the producers are like, let's get these people on because they're fucking crazy. But, you know, we're going to edit out. I don't think you're going to slip in a lot of plugs for your potential business. Let's put it that way. But yeah, Flavor of Love definitely was. Uh, now, I have not watched Rock of Love, and I assume it is very equivalent. 
Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. But boy, this was some trashy TV. And I was just, I was kind of blown away because they did like a reunion episode. And it was like these women were sort of still fighting over Flava Flav post-show or like still had a vendetta against each other. Now, one spit in the other one's face on TV, which was pretty amazing. Um, and the girl who got her face spit in was basically trying to kill this other girl. <laughs> like, I mean, this was, this was peak reality TV trash. Um, like, what's gonna happen? And it was funny because, you know, okay, the episode happens where the girl spits in the other girl's face and stuff. And then they're, the, that was like the penultimate episode. So then they're doing like a recap episode of the season after that. And I was like, they did a short recap at the beginning. And I was like, they didn't even show this girl spitting in the other girl's face. Like, did they not know what they had? What's going on? And then it was like, oh, okay. They're going to show the entire ending of the previous episode with the spit in the face. They're going to spend a full like five minutes on it here instead of like doing it as a brief recap. That makes sense. Now nah, I'm on board. I get it now. But, uh, yeah, so, like, they had this reunion, and it was sort of like they're still sniping at each other and still mad at each other and whatever, and, um, it was kind of funny, too, because in this episode in particular, they showed, like, that some of these people had been on reality TV before. And that apparently was a problem for Flava Flav. He was like, and he did, he did pull the line of, like, uh, it's not that you did it, it's that you lied about it. You know, you should have told me about it. But you're like, oh, come on, Flav. That's not true. When someone says, I'm not mad that you did it, I'm mad that you lied, it's like, they should just say, I'm mad that you lied and mad that you did it. Like, let's be honest. Because if I lied about something that no one cared about, would they really be that mad? If I came home and told Poonmaster Flex, oh, I wore khakis to work today. And then she's like, wait a minute, here's a picture of you at work, you were wearing jeans. And I'd be like, yeah, I lied about it, I don't know why. Would she be mad? I think she'd just be kind of confused and bewildered. But I don't think this would be like a knockdown drag out. Oh, I had this for lunch, but really I had this. Really I went out and got a sandwich. Oh my god. <laughs> But uh, I, I thought that was sort of funny because it was like, I guess I feel bad for Flava Flav in two ways. Don't don't mistake this for me saying like, Flava Flav is really the victim here. I don't know who the victim is. Everyone's kind of the victim here. No one comes out well. But one thing I feel bad about is I feel like he has to play like this is a genuine thing for him. Like he's really trying to find long-lasting love or something, which I absolutely don't think this is what's happening. But I will say this. I guess if you're a celebrity, if you're a Flava Flav especially, so you're like, let's call him an eccentric person who's a celebrity, but you know, he's like a C-list celebrity. I think we looked him up because I was like, is he worth like a billion dollars? Is this like... <sighs> Is this really worth, like, you know, making a big effort for if you were, like, a gold-digging type person? And it's like, he's worth $3 million, which is, like, not nothing. But is certainly not... Well, that's not... Peter Peter would not consider that an amount of money to throw his life away for. 
Let's put it like that. I mean, if they were like, do you want to be on a dating show um, to date someone that you're really not that interested in? He's worth $3 million. I don't know if $3 million, that's probably not enough to convince me like, yeah, I'm in. Um, so, you know, that's not a big thing. But anyway, if you're, if you're like a Flav of Flav, maybe reality dating TV show is as good a way to meet somebody as anything. I mean, how else are you, what are you going to do? He's not going to meet a woman like at a bar. He's not going to meet a woman on OkCupid. So I don't know. I guess it depends how much of how much of Flava Flav is a, a facade and an act and how much of I don't know what his real name is, but how much of that is still present in his like thought process and you know, could he revert to being that person and find love? I don't know. You know, or like a Brett Michaels, same deal. I'm like, eh, you know, if he got rid of the do rag and had short hair and just went out as, you know, Brett Stevens. I mean, who knows? But, you know, I felt I felt bad for him, and I guess it's kind of along the same lines. But the show ends, they have the reunion, and, like, spoiler alert, I guess, for season one of Flavor of Love. But, I mean, it should be a spoiler alert that there's more than one season. Because going into it, too, I was like, well, this seems like a waste, because how can they do more than one season, Right. If he meets his love of his life, I mean, The Bachelor has like a rotating dude. It's not the same dude all the time. So you're like, okay, at least, at least we can all pretend that maybe they'll stay together and be in love. But, uh, didn't work out between Flav and the lady he picked, amazingly. And, uh, so, you know, he had to be like, you know, I really was trying to find love here. So, yeah. We're going to have to do it again. So we're going to have to do Flavor of Love Season 2. And he, he kind of, I think, was... I don't know if he was told or made this decision himself, but had to present it like, unfortunately, if things had worked out the way I wanted, uh, you know, me and Hoops was her name. They all have nicknames, by the way. They don't have their real names. And so I was like, actually, maybe that's better. Maybe that's better as far as Google ability of, like, Holy fuck, you were on Flavor of Love. But, um, yeah, it didn't work out with him in hoops, so then he has to do it again. So he had to, like, feel bad about it, though, or present it like, like he was heartbroken, I guess, for lack of a better term, which you're like, I mean, come on, man. I don't really think he was, like, super heartbroken, you know, and he had to do the thing where he's, like, eliminating people and he has to pretend like, oh, this is, this is really tough. These decisions are hard to make. So anyway, this was my, um, this has been my entree into the world of trashy reality dating. But I, I don't know. I don't know if anything exceeds flavor of love. We did watch the one where they're not supposed to talk, to have sex, no touch me island or whatever. That was also pretty trashy, but shorter. There was a little bit less, like, we have a deep, deep love connection going on. There were a couple characters on the show who seemed like they were that way, but most of them seemed to be okay. It's like, I guess the premise is there's a pot of money. Let's say it's a million bucks and split between everyone. 
at the end of the thing, but they lose money uh, from the pot if anyone engages. Like, if they make out, they lose a certain amount. If they have sex, they lose a certain amount. There was one guy who was my favorite on the show because he, I, he, every time, like, they lost money, he was so pissed. And he was like, you could tell he was just like, I can't believe these fuckers can't keep it in their pants for like a month to, you know, to earn $50,000 or something. I don't, it wasn't even a tremendous amount of money. It was maybe like they'd end up with $20,000 a piece or something. It, but even then he was like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. And that was the best part of the whole show was just watching him be pissed off because they were losing the money. Because I was like, that's a real guy. That is like a real person who would be like, yes, that person would definitely, if you got like 10 people. And especially because kind of built into the premise of the show, too, is that everyone was, uh, you know, super attractive and maybe a little promiscuous and stuff. So it's like they do have to, you know, if you had me on that show and it's like you have to go without sex for a month and I'd be like, well, I mean, okay. At any point in my life, I'd be like, only a month? I mean, that's not, that is nowhere near approaching a record dry spell. So, uh, yeah, I think I can handle that. But, uh, you know, so these are supposedly people for whom that would be at least a lifestyle change. And uh, even then, though, if you got those people rounded up, there'd be somebody in that group who's like, uh, yeah, I can easily do this for the money. You know, if we're talking three months salary for not having sex for a month and I'm also I'm like living in a beach paradise, that seems pretty easy. So that was pretty amazing show. It's funny, this this podcast has now turned into like, let's do a reality TV recap from 15 years ago or something. I mean, Flavor of Love is like in, you know, four by three aspect ratio or something. It's like a square, which is black on the sides. But, you know, strangely, you don't miss it. You're not like... I don't think Flavor of Love needs a, like, uh, release where it's like, yeah, release the director's cut. Or like, oh, let's do an HD re... Like, moving that into high def is not of value. <laughs> you don't need it. What What you come to see is, you know, fine. It would be like doing a high def remake of Clerks or something where you're like... Well, I think the lo-fi is part of this whole thing. Except it'd be even worse, because it's like, raising it to high def doesn't violate the tenets of Flavor of Love. It just, it it's like the most pointless thing you could do. It'd be like taking a episode of Wishbone on PBS, and you're like, now it's in stunning HD. And you're like, well, I guess it looks nicer, but I mean, it doesn't really, the content here is what I'm looking for. Not so much the, uh, the content is not of a level where HD is like, oh, that was one of my primary top ten things. If someone was like, what are ten things you could do to improve and do a re-release of Flavor of Love? I would not be like, oh, well, first of all, crank it up to HD. <laughs> that's that's a necessity. Start there, then we'll talk. That wouldn't even be... I don't know if I'd even get there. All right, well, I think... Boy... Either talking about Flavor of Love has gotten me real sweaty. I mean, I'm sweating on places like my forearm, which is not a sweat-producing area. Um, 
Or I'm sitting in a hot car and it's probably like 105 degrees in here. If I was a dog doing this, someone would have called the cops by now. But because I'm a man, they're just like, oh, he's probably fine. They don't know that I'm just maybe stupid. But see, I suffer for you. So you can listen to this show. Um, what a, what a great value. It's like, you know what? I suffered for the listeners. Um, totally worth it. <laughs> right? For what you're hearing now. What a, what a good investment of time and energy on my part and yours. Definitely, no one, no one would say wasn't worth the, uh, tap water it took to rehydrate him after that show. <laughs> That would be like the, uh, that's the the system I'm going by for this episode. Was it worth the, let's call it uh, 64 ounces of tap water that it took to get me back up to baseline after doing this episode? Was this episode worth that? You know, probably five cents worth of tap water. Uh, you decide, you be the judge. But if the answer is no, don't tell me. I don't, I'll just forget that I asked that question and not know. Oh, man, I see this guy across the parking lot, and his pant cuff is tucked into one of his socks in the back. And he probably doesn't know. It's like you want to tell him, but you also are like, eh, I don't want to tell him. I mean, he does look like, oh, he found it himself. Good for him. All right. Well, there, there's a thrilling conclusion. We'll see you next time.